Hey, what's going on guys? It's uh, Louie here at SIUSA Sports. Just wanted to get with you guys and break down the eight series that we have in the first round of the NBA playoffs. I don't want to get too involved with the X's and O's and Team A versus Team B uh, style of things. I want to keep it as a strictly betting podcast here tonight. Um, one of the tools that I used in breaking down some of the games is Zach Lowe's pro- podcast. He can be found either on the ESPN uh, app that you can listen to their current podcasts, or I believe on iTunes. Uh, also, it, it's at the Zach Lowe post. This one specifically is with Dave Thorpe, a uh, well-renowned coach. Uh, breaks down NBA games all the time. And him and Zach do a wonderful job. They spend about 10 minutes per, per per series, so it's about an hour and a half podcast in total. But they deal with a lot of the rotations. They deal with a lot of uh, coaching variables and things of that nature. Uh, basically, what I would be du- doing is duplicating his podcast, and, and that's not necessary if you want to get into uh, why some of the teams are doing certain things and that's the podcast to listen to what we're going to focus on is how we can take some of that knowledge and turn it into a little bit of money from here we are mid-april going into say mid-june so what i'll do is i'll start with the eastern conference uh some of the features that we had going into this season i know some of you guys that are going to listen to this haven't been been around since last september when i put out these bets or maybe i believe uh, the Thunder bet was uh, mid-August, but uh, we have the in the Eastern Conference we have the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks at eighty-one to one. That's the win, the title. So that's not only Eastern Conference that's going into what would be the NBA Finals. Um, inevitably, uh, all these bets that I'm about to go through are going to lose. What we would like to do is find a little bit of value where we can jump off board and hedge a couple of units off it. That's the total goal. Uh, ultimately, when you're taking these long shots, once you get past getting 15 to 1, 20 to 1. So we have the Bucks at 81 to 1. We have the Wizards at 92 to 1. And we have the Raptors for a half a unit at 125 to 1. Uh, so uh, realistically, it's 62 and a half to 1 out of full unit. So the first uh, number one seed in the Eastern Conference is the Toronto Raptors. They have home court against the Washington Wizards. Most of you guys know that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Wizards fan. Most of the bets that we've placed in a lot of our series and uh, sides, totals, etc. Et over the past couple of years are, are really strong on the Wizards. I have a pretty good feel for them. I'll just go ahead and get to it. I, I think they're very undervalued here at the, in this spot. Everything that I've seen from the past four or five games uh, since John Wall's return from his injury has been very strong. The three games that he had missed were all on back-to-backs. The team lost all three. Uh, Again, going off the top of my head, it was against the Hawks. It was against the Magic in the last game of the year. And then there was another scrub team involved somewhere in there. It was probably the Knicks or the Lakers, one of those uh, famous teams. I can't remember. But... So what we have series odds going into this is Raptors minus 630 and the Wizards plus 470 uh, at Pinnacle and 495 at Bet Online, uh, implying 
very little odds that Washington has a chance in this series, which is just outrageous. Uh, last time they played in the playoffs, the Wizards swept them. The Wizards team is basically the same. Uh, there's not a, a guy on this roster that doesn't have playoff experience that wasn't on this team last year when they were a game away, really what they were six minutes away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals. And the Raptors, who annually choke in, in April. I don't think they've seen a May uh, in the history of their organization since maybe Bosch or Vince Carter days. So, obviously, my intuition is telling me to take the Wizards. Um, but to give a little bit of foresight and what I think about when I'm going into betting these series, especially... I'm going to be taking a lot of underdogs. So if I'm looking at a team like the Wizards that are four and a half or five to one going into the series, in order for me to bet them before the series starts, I have to feel like they're going to win game one. Or I have to feel like I'm getting value to the tune of being impatient of waiting post game one. So say the Wizards were to win tomorrow, take the one zero lead and then there's no more home court advantage for the last six games it'll be three to three split your the line is probably going to drop down to two to one for the wizards to win the series so i have to weigh is it worth waiting risking the five to one pre-series odds to post game one victory by the wizards when it drops down to two to one and then on the flip point of that i have to think okay if I don't feel like the Wizards are going to win tomorrow and the Wizards don't have a, say, 30% chance of winning tomorrow, um, I'm more than likely going to stay off it and hopefully grab a post-game one line where it goes from 5-1 to one to, say, 5-75 or 6-1. to one. Because the books are they're leaning towards, obviously, at the Wizards are, or the Raptors are minus 8 tomorrow. So you're, the odds are in the favor that they're going to win, but... It, a majority of the time, and and especially with the Raptors' history, is game one is their fault. So I think if the most home teams, if they're going to drop a game, they typically drop game one just because of nerves, uh, the pressure of being uh, the home court advantage going into the playoff series. I think you're going to find uh, that a lot of the game ones go to the road team. We saw this a few years back when the Warriors weren't very good, so maybe four or five years ago. They were in San Antonio, and they they should have swept, or they, or they got uh, they uh, swept game one, or they got game two. I can't remember which one it was, but it's very competitive, and they were like plus thirteen. Uh, the Bulls took one of the games from the Heat at another plus twelve or thirteen. Uh, the Cavs, uh, more specifically, LeBron James, not in the first round, but in the later rounds, has a tendency to drop game ones. Just one of those things that you find uh, watching it year after year after year. Game one's, uh, there's a high propensity to lose that game at home. Uh, not so much game two. So if you can find a team like a live underdog going into the series, you really want to take it pre, pre-series in order to gain that advantage because it's not going to really adjust until it gets to game three. Um, but anyways, getting back to this series at hand, um, the bets that I had marked down as the ones that I like the best are some of the props. And you'll see this as a trend going through this podcast is I like the series prop to the series to end in game six at plus 275. And I will have that as a one unit bet. 
and then to finish in game seven at plus 325. So these are not for either team to win. So this isn't the Raptors to win in game six or game seven or the Wizards specifically to win in game six or game seven. This is the series will end in game six at plus 275 and the series to end in game seven at 325. Two separate bets. If it if the the Raptors sweep the Wizards in game, you know, four games, you don't win, you lose both. If it's four to one, either way, you lose both. Um, if it gets past that, which I feel very strongly, uh, the Wizards can win two of these games. Then uh, you'll lose one unit on either bet and come out ahead uh, on average 2.35 or so units. So that'll work out. Um, that's what I'm going to do for. Uh, this series in particular. Uh, also, I'm not worried about hedging my Raptors bet yet. So I'm going to maintain the the preseason bet that we had at 125 to 1. It's a little bit too early to hedge at this moment. Um, maybe if I see things, say it's 1-1 going back to Washington. If I really like the way the Wizards are matching up or if I see Wall and uh, Otto Porter and everybody's healthy, then maybe I'll throw a little hedge in there. But for right now, the two bets that I like are uh, finishing in Game 6 and finishing in Game 7. And uh, FYI, the Raptors are uh, plus 850 to win the title. So 850 as opposed to 125 to 1, that's excellent value. Can't get much better than that. So moving on to the two seed in the East, which is uh, the Celtics. They're playing the Bucks. The Celtics are minus Kyrie Irving for the playoffs, uh, minus Marcus Smart for the beginning of this series. Probably not going to play at least until a little bit later on. Uh, they're 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 banged up. Uh, they're going to be playing a lot of uh, Terry Rozier, a lot of Marcus Smart again. To listen to the rotational things, the low post is going to give a way better podcast on the breakdowns of personnel and, and coaching and all that. Uh, those of us that follow basketball, there there couldn't be a greater advantage to coaching as as there is in this series with the Celtics and Bucks. Uh, so for that reason, going into it, you have the Celtics at minus 160. I think bet online is floating out minus 175. For those that follow my handle personally, uh, which is at SIUSA Sports, uh, you guys saw that I had tweeted a couple couple days ago or it was yesterday morning or something like that that I thought the Celtics opened very short. They opened up 125 or 130 depending on what book. Uh, th- it wasn't something that I was prepared to bet at that time because I, I didn't have uh, some of the press conferences and some of the coach talk that I was able to listen to the last, past couple days and it wasn't open across a wide variety of books so I didn't play anything at that point and uh, being patient a little bit might have helped me out because I saw a, a bet today um, that I'm gonna that I've went ahead and place and that's Boston to win in six games and that is at plus 500 so that'll be a one unit bet for me uh, and a little bit of back history and why I like placing uh, to finish in said game or finishing game six or finishing game seven or finishing game five is I can hedge. So if the Celtics, if it's tied two to two 
uh, going back, you know, to Boston for a game. I feel very strongly that Boston's going to win that. They're going to be a favorite of six or seven points going into it. But if I want, I can bet the Bucks in that game five. And then I know that I'm going to get game six if Boston wins to another hedge point where I'm going to get basically a pick em in Milwaukee. And getting plus 500, that gives me enough wiggle room to go ahead and bet this kind of bet this series. So Boston and six at plus 500, uh, that's at BOL for those that have that book. Uh, I looked at Pinnacle before I started this pod, and I couldn't track down the series prices that I'm finding right now, or the prop series uh, pricing, but I'm sure it's on there. Um, living in the United States, it's, it's difficult for me to even get access to that book. I have to go through a friend. So right now the communication is different. So all this is uh, done by BOL and bet on BOL. But I'll go ahead and and uh, post these to the site later. That way you don't have to follow uh, via this podcast. You can just listen along. So, so far to round up, we got Toronto Wizards finishing in six or seven. And then we have Boston in six. So the third series that we're going to get to is the 76ers. Uh, home, home court advantage against the Miami Heat. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to outright play the Heat at plus 400. And that's for the series. I doubt I'll do a whole lot of game-to-game betting on this. I think the coaching advantage is strongly sided with the uh, two-time champion Miami Heat and the Eric Spolstra. I also... I know that almost every Heat player has been in the playoffs before, whereas in Philly, there's very little experience. Although, you know, Philly has been one of the teams all year that I haven't had the greatest read on. I do watch a lot of their basketball, and I I watched almost, I think I watched every game between uh, Philly and Heat this year, all four of them. All of them are really closely contested. The Heat had a chance in every game, won a couple of them. I have no problem with betting the Heat at 4-1 to one dogs for the series, especially with the status of Embiid being questionable. I think there's a, a greater than 50% chance that the Heat win either Game 1 or Game 2, which would mean that if it's 1-1 going back to Miami and having theoretical home court advantage, I will take the 4-1 to one going back there uh, at a rel- relatively low risk as one unit. So that was a quick little run through there. I don't have much to add. I think that's the best, one of the better bets that you can make, and and we'll go from there. Uh, The Cavs have home court against the Pacers. The Cavs are minus 600 going into the series. Uh, Pacers plus 450. Uh, Pinnacle plus 495 at uh, Battle Line. I don't really have anything for this series uh, right now. One of the one of the bets that I'm eyeing just in this series is Cleveland in five. That's paying out uh, 2.25 to one or plus 225 American odds. I just I just think that's going to be the best bet. I think if it goes back game six in Indiana, that's going to be an issue for the Cavs. They're going to want to get this done as quickly as possible. Uh, LeBron, I don't think he's lost a game one in like four or five years. I've seen the Pacers live this year. I, I have no no issue with with the Cavs winning in five. They're going to have a rough road going forwards 
uh, after this round. So I think there's a lot of I think there's a there's a lot of ammunition for LeBron to use to want to get this done as quickly as possible. Uh, another thing that I am going to bet though outside of this series is the Cavs to win the East at plus 125, and I'm going to bet that for two units. And what this is is a hedge on the three bets that I started this podcast uh, with. So the Cavs at plus 125 for two units. I'll feel a little bit better if the Wizards uh, bet doesn't work out, like at the hedge with the game 6-7 against the Raptors. If Raptors uh, get through the next round, Cleveland gets through the next round, which I think is inevitable at this point. We will at least have a little skin in the game with Cleveland to win the East and kind of get off some of the future of the Raptors. So that's the Eastern Conference there. Um, I think it all sets up. It's an easy board for me to read. I don't think there's a, a lot of tricky matchups. Most of them are a lot of information's out there, a lot more than there was five, six years ago. So if you listen to some of the coaches talk today, some of the shoot-arounds that went through, the teams that are on the road did their traveling. Uh, the Wizards and Raptors game is the first Eastern Conference game on tomorrow, Saturday. So it'll be really interesting to see how that kicks off. And then hopefully everything falls in line from there. But let's get on to the Western Conference. The only future that we had preseason was OKC at 35-1. to 1. Uh, They looked pretty good early in the year, at least. They got down to about, well, not at the beginning of the season, but in the middle of the season, they hit their stride a little bit. And they got down to about 15-1. to 1, And they've since ballooned back up to around their original st- uh, standpoint. I think... And I'll get toward to that as we get down towards their series. Um, but I think they have an easier route than, say, the Rockets do. And then I'll explain why here in a little bit. But starting with the one seed, which is the Houston Rockets, against the uh, mini, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, or the Mini Bulls, as I like to refer to them. Uh, I don't think there's anything that you can bet here uh, pre-series. Other than I have circled Houston in five. Haven't bet it personally. It's something that I'm still kicking around the idea. And I have till Sunday uh, to figure out if I want to go with it. I, I don't. I think it's the worst possible matchup for the Timberwolves is getting the Rockets. The Rockets put up 100. And, and, as Zach, and I learned this from the Zach Lowe post. That they put up 130 points per 100 possessions against the mini bulls this year uh, it, it, it's just an atrocious matchup the game one total is 216 i will definitely be on that over uh, i could easily see a 124 108 game where something reaches the 230s so we'll be on the over there um, I just feel like I, I would be more comfortable betting this game or betting this series game to game as opposed to taking a a pre-series favor of 27-18, which is just absolutely ridiculous for the NBA. Um, I can see somebody, if you wanted to gamble a little bit, throwing the floater out there for uh, your odds on the mini bulls at like 1,200 all the way up to plus uh, 1,500. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think you'd be wrong doing that. But if I would say that if if you want to do that, you could just as easily throw a half a unit on the mini bulls game one and game two on the road where you're going to get um, plus 500 money line. That way you can get your money a little bit quicker because they have a 0% chance of winning this series in my opinion. So quickly moving forward, we have one of the most intriguing matchups for me is the Warriors uh, as a two seed, the Steph Curryless uh, Warriors and the San Antonio Spurs, who most of y'all know and that have been with me for a while, has been one of my favorite teams and the probably the biggest moneymaker team for us besides the Wizards going back to 2012 or 13 or whenever we started SIUSA Lifetime and SIUSA Basketball. Uh, not looking too good for them this year. I think there's a little bit of recency bias with going back to their series last year where Kawhi you know, famously had his ankle turned uh, and up 23 in game one. They ended up blowing that game the last 15 minutes, uh, lost their 23-point lead. Ended up losing game two, three, and four and blowouts, uh, basically, and they just had nothing through it. Uh, Coach Pop threw in the towel mid-game two. Uh, it's not the same Spurs team. This, they're a little bit older. They're a little bit wiser. But they also are playing uh, the, a Warriors team that has showed me nothing in the last month. I don't know if that's a little bit of playing possum on the West Coast or if it's really what the Warriors are going into their fourth title contending team or really a title worthy team with a with a lesser bench than that they've brought in, you know, in years past. They don't David West is a year older, uh Zaza Pachulia, you got you, you just have Iguodalia is a year older, Sean Livingston's a year older. You have all these guys here where they've they've tried to bring in some some younger talent, some fresh meat, you know, the the hills and all that, but it's not really working for them. Uh, they have their point guard, Quinn Cook, from Duke, who I'm a big fan of. He's never been on this stage before. I fully expect Pop to pull a couple of things out of out of the bag. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Spurs win one of the first two games. Uh that being said, I don't know enough yet or have enough of a premonition on this series to where I'm going to put a dollar on it yet. Some of the things that I've circled is Warriors in five or the series ending in six. I think those are two very possible outcomes in getting plus 175 and plus uh, 200, 250 on each one of those. It seems like a likely outcome. I, I don't foresee the Spurs getting swept, but I also don't foresee this going seven. Um, I, I, obviously, the Spurs aren't going to win in five. So I think Warriors in five, series, either one who wins in six, seems like the most feasible outcomes. And if one of those happens, you still win a unit or a unit and a half. Uh, I think that's something that we might be able to dabble on. That is the first game tomorrow, so I'll have to make up my mind pretty quickly on that. 
Uh, I also, at this point in time, feel like I'm going to bet the Spurs both Game 1 and Game 2 ATS. And I might throw a quarter or a half a unit on the money line. Uh, I, I think the games are going to be a little bit closer than most people uh, think at this point. And I refer back to like the Jazz series last year with the Warriors and the Pelican series also. Those games <clears throat> were a lot closer than the books thought they were going to be. But the Warriors still have enough veteran experience, leadership, and really ultimately supremely talent supremely talented to where they're going to win those games in the fourth quarter, but maybe not as much as the books have valued them to. So th those are the reasons why I circled the bets that I did. Moving on to the third series, which is the three seed Blazers against the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, this right now, if I were to set the odds, I would set them exactly what the books did. So I really don't have uh, a pre-series bet in this one here. I do think that this is closer matchup-wise. And again, referring to, to Zach Lowe's podcast, he, he agrees on a lot of the same points that I do. I think this is going seven games either way. I said this last year before the Utah Jazz Clippers series when we bet the Jazz for a couple units. at two, I think it was 2-1 to one or, or 195 or 185. I can't remember exactly. But uh, this is the same exact uh, feeling that I had going into that where I just feel the Pelicans are going to win. The odds say they aren't. The odds say they have roughly a 38-40% chance of winning. I think it's closer to a 50-50. Uh, the matchups with Rondo, Drew Holiday against uh, defensively going against the offensive guys of uh, Dame Dollar. Uh, most people know him as Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. I, I think it matches up very well. For the Pelicans, and then I don't think that Nurkic has any chance of guarding Anthony Davis. So there's a that's an intriguing matchup. I do have in my notes here that I am going to bet every road team against the spread and money line this entire series. I think that if it goes six or seven games, I don't think we lose any money betting the road teams. Uh, I think there's going to be at least two upsets. Uh, money line wise so everything should be a wash or maybe pick up two or three units in this series uh, so that's how we're going to attack that one no pre no pre-series bet on the series as a totality but i think we're going to go every road game against the spread and money line so have at least one unit to one and a half units per game on the road team no matter the line uh, barring any injuries and last but not least, probably the most intriguing series for all of us is the Thunder, who via the last game of the year were able to grab a hold of home court advantage against the number five Jazz. Right now, pre-series, you have the Thunder at minus 137, so laying 137 bucks to win 100 against the Jazz, who are plus 117. Uh, there's nothing that I'm going to bet on those lines pre-series. This is an absolute true form pick'em series if you could ever draw one. What I do have circled and what I have bet is Utah to win in six. So that would be at home for them uh, at plus 450. And that's on bet online. Uh, if it goes back, say it's 
If it's 3-2 Utah going into that game, I will bet the Thunder on the road just to hedge any kind of possibilities. And if it's, uh, say it's 2-2 going into the game with OKC on game five, I might bet on uh, OKC just to kind of hedge off that just a little bit. Because if they win and go up 3-2 in the series, then you can't win the bet if possible, but or at all. It's not possible. So those are some of the things that I'm looking at. I think just running some of the probabilities that I have as far as some of these betting lines, that's where I've depicted value. And I will go ahead and I'll review all this here in a minute. But to answer a couple of the questions that I got was, do the Bucks have value where they're currently around 60-1 to 1 to win the East? Um, looking at the Bucks and the path that they're going to have to take to get through the first round, which is the Celtics, which is going to be, uh, via the odds, probably their easiest round as far as uh, the value is concerned at plus 136. That, that's going to incrementally increase, probably double each series. So if you're just going off probability, yes, there is value. From a number standpoint, there's certainly value. If you were to say they go from 150 to 300 to 600, there is value there if you're getting 60 to 1. Um, sometimes with futures, value and some of the probabilities, even though you might have the best of the number, you still have to cash it. And I, and I always remember a couple years back, I had the Dallas Cowboys two years ago at 38 or 40 to 1 after I believe it was after Tony Romo got hurt and they brought in Dak and I and I bet the Cowboys and then he went on there I think they were 13 and 3 I don't know I don't like the Cowboys I don't follow them that much but I think they were 13 to 3 they might have been 12 and 4 they were the number one seed and going into the playoffs I think they were six to one and I didn't hedge and next thing you know they were the Dallas Cowboys and they lost and we didn't win any money so there's one thing having value going into a series. There's another thing completely having a game plan on how to make money on that value. So hopefully during this podcast and what I'm explaining, we're getting on the same page on how we're going to have an exit strategy to these long-term values. So I don't know if I really answered your question on the Bucks. What I would say is if they beat the Celtics, they're going to have to play Either the 76ers or Heat. I'm hoping the Heat. More than likely, it's going to be the 76ers. Um, I think that's a relatively winnable series. And then they're either going to play the Raptors, the Wizards, or the Cavs. Um, which, at that point, they're not going to win any of those series. But you would have a good chance of buying off. So if you wanted to take 60-1 to and had no plans on hedging... At all this series and no plans on hedging next series, but waiting until you got to the conference finals, I would say sure. Every you know, buy a lottery ticket. You'd have uh, I would have no problems with that because from a number standpoint, you're on the right side. Uh, and the next uh, one of the last questions that I'm going to be able to get to on this one, this pod is who wins it all. And I'll do this after every round. So the be the beginning of every round. After two weeks or three weeks, however long this first round of NBA playoffs lasts, uh, I'll do another pod going into the series bets of round two. Uh, currently, I still think the Warriors win. 
The odds think the Warriors win. Uh, I need Steph Curry. They're coming out with a report to him uh, about him tomorrow on the status of his knee. He wants to try to come back for this current series against the Spurs. I don't think he needs to. Uh, last year he missed, you know, a few, or Kevin Durant missed a few games. He missed a few games, I think, the year before last year. Um, that, they don't really need him. I think they can get through uh, this series and then next series against the Blazers or the Pelicans. I think that's when they might need him uh, just for uh, guard play. And that's it. I, th I think they can take care of Houston. Houston has the much harder matchup with the second round being the Thunder or Jazz. I would much rather have the Blazers, Pelicans on my doorstep than the Thunder and Jazz winner. So I hope this gives you guys a little insight of what we're thinking. Basically, it's Christmas Eve for me. I cannot wait for the games to happen tomorrow and get us in some situations where we can win a little bit of money. The goal is always after every round to try to take in five units profit. So if I can do five units round one, two, three, and then get into the finals, uh, that'll be a nice uh, nice victory for us there. We're sitting about 18 units overall in the year right now, uh, 19 or somewhere in there, about 24 pregame minus five second halves. So I, I fully expect to be betting games. Uh, so not just these series bets. I'll be I'll be having individualized bets. Uh, typically, they're going to be two units because I have all the information that I could possibly need on any of these teams. Uh, so I feel like if I place a bet over the next few weeks and the next few months, then I have pretty good value on that. And I really appreciate your guys' uh, uh, listening to me tonight. Hopefully, if you have any feedback, just go ahead and write us on the handle at SIUSA Lifetime. Or you can send me a tweet at SIUSA Sports. Uh, both cover stars and us uh, and, uh, and myself appreciate everything that you guys give as far as feedback and, and positive reviews and all that stuff. And just want to cash some bets. Y'all have a good weekend. I'll talk to you soon.